Section 19 of the Book of the Thousand Nights in a Night, Volume 11. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of the Thousand Nights in a Night, Volume 11, by Anonymous, translated by Richard Francis Burton, The Eleventh Day, of the Speedy Relief of Allah. When it was the eleventh day, the wazirs repaired in early morning to the king's gate and said to him, O king, the folk are assembled from the portals of the palace to the gibbet. To the end, they may see the king's order carried out on the youth. So, Azad Bacht bade fetch the prisoner, and they brought him, whereupon the ministers turned to him and said to him, O vile birth, can any lust for life remain with thee, and cast thou hope for deliverance after this day? said he. O wicked wazirs, shall a man of understanding renounce all esperance in Almighty Allah? Howsoever, a man be oppressed, there cometh to him deliverance from the midst of distress, and life from the midst of death, as in the case of the prisoner, and how Allah delivered him. Asked the king, What is his story? And the youth answered, saying, O king, they tell the story of the prisoner and how Allah gave him relief. There was once a king of the kings, who had a high palace overlooking his prison, and he used to hear in the night one saying, O ever-present deliverer, O thou whose deliverance is a present, relieve thou me. One day the king waxed wroth and said, Yonder fool looketh for relief from the pains and penalties of his crime. Then said he to his officers, Who is in yonder jail? And said thy, folk upon whom blood hath been found. Hearing this, the king bade bring the man before him, and said to him, O fool, O little of wit, how shalt thou be delivered from this prison, seeing that thy crime is mortal? Then he committed him to a company of his guards, and said to them, Take this white and crucify him within sight of the city. Now it was the night season, so the soldiers carried him without the city, thinking to crucify him, when behold, there came out upon them robbers, and fell upon them with swords and other weapons. Thereat the guards left him whom they purposed to slay, and fled, whilst the man who was going to slaughter also took to flight, and plunging deep into the desert, knew not whither he went before he found himself in a copse. And there came out upon him a lion of terrible aspect, who snatched him up and cast him under him, then he went up to a tree, and uprooting it, covered the man therewithal, and made off into the thicket, in quest of the lioness. As for the man, he committed his affair to Allah the Most High, relying upon him for deliverance, and said to himself, What is this affair? Then he removed the leaves from himself and rising, saw great plenty of men's bones there, of those whom the lion had devoured. He looked again, and behold, he saw a heap of gold lying alongside a purse belt, whereat he marveled, and gathering up the gold in the breast of his gabardine, went forth of the corpse and fled at haphazard, turning neither to the right nor to the left, in his fear of the lion, nor did he cease flying till he came to a village, and cast himself down, as he were dead. He lay there till the day appeared, and he was rested from his travail. When he arose, and burying the gold, entered the village. Thus Allah gave him relief, and he got the gold. Then said the king, How long wilt thou begol us, O youth, with thy prate?
but now the hour of thy slaughter is come. So he bade crucify him upon the gibbet. But as they were about to hoist him up, lo and behold, the captain of the thieves, who had found him and reared him, came up at that moment and asked, What be this assembly and the cause of the crowds here gathering together? They informed him that a page of the king had committed a mighty great crime, and that he was about to do him die. So the captain of the thieves pressed forward, and looking upon the prisoner, knew him, whereupon he went up to him, and strained him to his bosom, and threw his arms round his neck, and fell to kissing him upon his mouth. Then said he, This is a boy I found under such a mountain, wrapped in a gown of brocade, and I reared him, and he fell to cutting the way with us. One day we set upon a caravan, but they put us to flight, and wounded some of us, and took the lad, and ganged their gate. From that day to this, I have gone round about the lands, seeking him, but I have not found news of him till now, and this is he. When the king heard this, he was assured that the youth was his very son. So he cried out at the top of his voice, and casting himself upon him, embraced him, and kissed him, and shedding tears, said, Had I put thee to death, as was mine intent, I should have died of regret for thee. Then he cut his pinion bonds, and taking his crown from his head, set it on the head of his son. Whereupon the people raised cries of joy, whilst the trumpets blared, and the kettle-drums beat, and there befell a mighty great rejoicing. They decorated the city, and it was a glorious day. Even the birds stayed their flight in the Wilkin. For the greatness of the greeting and the clamor of the crying, the army and the folk carried the prince to the palace in splendid procession. And the news came to his mother, Bahrajur, who fared forth and threw herself upon him. Moreover, the king bade open the prison and bring forth all who were therein. And they held high festival seven days and seven nights and rejoiced with a mighty rejoicing. Thus it betided the youth, but as regards the ministers, terror and silence, shame and affright fell upon them, and they gave themselves up for lost. After this the king sat, with his son by his side, and the wazirs on their knees before him, and summoned his chief officers and the subjects of the city. Then the prince turned to the ministers and said to them, See, O villain wazirs, the work of Allah and his speedy relief. But they answered ne'er a syllable, and the king said, It sufficed me that there is nothing alive but rejoiced with me this day, even to the birds in the sky. But ye, your breasts are straitened. Indeed, this is the greatest of hostility in you, me wards. And had I hearkened to you, my regret had been prolonged, and I had died miserably of sorrow. Quoth the prince, O my father, but for the fairness of thy thought, and thy perspicacity, and thy longanimity, and deliberation in affairs, there had not betided thee this great joy. Hadst thou slain me in haste, repentance would have been sore on thee, and longsome annoy, and on this wise whoso prefereth haste shall rue. Presently the king sent for the captain of the robbers, and bade endure him with a rob of honor, commanding that all who loved the king should doff their dresses and cast them upon him. So there fell robes of honor on him, till he was awearied with their weight.
and Azadbakht invested him with the mastership of the police of his city. Then he bade set up other nine gibbets by the side of the first and said to his son, Thou art innocent, and yet these villain wizards stray for thy slaughter, replied the prince. O oh, my sire, I had no faults in their eyes, but that I was a loyal counsellor to thee and still kept watch over thy wealth and withdrew their hands from thy hoards and treasuries. Wherefore, they were jealous, and envied me, and plotted against me, and planned to slay me. Quoth the king, The time of retribution is at hand, O my son, but what be thy read we should do with them, in requital of that they did with thee. And indeed, they have striven for thy slaughter, and exposed thee to disgrace, and smirched mine honor among the kings. Then he turned to the wazirs and said to them, What you, what liars ye are, and is out of excuses left to you? Said they, O king, there remaineth no excuse for us, and we are huffed by the deed we would have done to him. Indeed, we planned evil to this youth, and it hath reverted upon us, and we plotted mischief against him, and it hath overtaken us, yeah, we diggeth for him a pit, and we ourselves have fallen into it. So the king bade hoist up the wazirs upon the gibbets, and crucify them there, because Allah is just, and decreeth that which is due. Then Azadbakht and his wife and son abode in joyance and gladness, till there came to them the destroyer of delights, and they died all. And extolled be the living one, who dieth not. To whom be glory and whose mercy be upon forever and ever. Amen. End of section 19. Recording by Isamil Arabi.